The Rams keep their playoff hopes alive with a Week 11 win over the Seahawks. We've got three things we like, three things we didn't like, big takeaways, Cooper Cup injury update, all that more coming up next here on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley? And welcome to the episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your Los Angeles Rams, free and available wherever your podcast, Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're also over on YouTube, so if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Locked On Rams YouTube channel. Just a few subscribers away from 10,000. You can be that 10,000 subscribers, so be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit that like button, let us know down below what is your biggest takeaway from the Rams Week 11 win over the Seahawks. My name is Doug McCain. My friends call me DMAC. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And as always, I'm joined by the People's Champ, Mr. Travis Rogers, pre-half and post-game show host from the Rams flagship radio station, ESPN 710 LA. He's in his eighth season covering the team. You can follow him on X at Travis Rogers. And just a reminder that today's episode of Lockdown Rams is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your jobs for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your jobs for free. Terms and conditions apply. Now, we got a jam-packed episode. we got 10 big takeaways from the Rams. Week 11, 17-16 win over the Seattle Seahawks. What we like, what we didn't like. We had a Cooper Cup injury update. What's next for the Rams? Can they sneak into the playoffs? That's coming up. Now, Travis, the Rams, they get the dub. And look, just a little fun fact. If they played the Seahawks every week, they'd be 17-0. <laughs> yeah, uh, and the Seahawks would probably have to drop out of the NFL if that's how it happened because – they, they are waking up this morning feeling a certain way about their football team that they probably uh, were, were not expecting. It was it was a win, D-Mac. I, 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 I don't mean to be blasé about a win. It was a win, and it was a hard-fought win, and they competed till the end, and Matthew Stafford demonstrated his toughness, and Matthew Stafford uh, you know, was really good on the last couple of drives of the game, but... I, I really do think this is going to be one of those games you look back at the end of the season and say, oh, man, we missed Marvin Harrison by a pick or you missed this player by a pick. It just this was not the long term plan for strategic continued success. Uh, I get it that winning is fun, but boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, that's one you're going to look back on. Like, what in the world did we do to ourselves? Wow. So we couldn't even get like a segment, even a show, right? I mean, look, you got to think big picture. I totally get it. I totally get it. They, 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 they screwed themselves. They're not good. They didn't play well yesterday. The Seahawks had to play Drew Locke for a half an hour, and that's what happened. They they, they shot their own foot off. And, and look, Sean McVay tried to help by calling that pass on, on second down. They, they, they did a whole bunch of things to try and lose that game. Uh, Jason Myers had made every field goal he looked at in about two months until he missed that last one. I, I don't know. Good win, I guess, right? Yeah, no, I think that's how you really have to look at it. I mean, Aaron Donald, the play on on Geno Smith, I'm calling Oh My God Part 2. Oh My God Part 2. He was mic'd up. He got another Oh My God. But this time, he gets him to the turf. He misses a good chunk of series. You get Drew Locke, like you mentioned, and they 
have a really easy go because he's not a good quarterback, right? So this yeah. defense, though, you got to give a lot of credit. I mean, no matter how you slice it, defense you held great. a team that had a ton of weapons. You lose yep. Kenneth Walker early in the game. Zach Charbonnet, he stepped up, did an okay job. Jackson Smith, a jig, where they were trying to find him. DK Metcalf, I thought, had his way with Akella Witherspoon for the most part. But still, you hold a Seahawks team to 16 points. Have to feel good about that. You got to give credit to the defense. Now, I think my big takeaway in this one, though, as far as what this means, big picture. Yes, you're now trying to absolutely go for that last plot in the playoff. Try and get that seven seed. Absolutely. Now, I think, though, if you're the Rams, you have to see, is Matthew Stafford the guy moving forward? What do we learn from Matthew Stafford? I will say that he is a winner. He did what he had to do yep. to keep the Rams season alive. And look, these guys are professionals. They're competitors. If you look at his numbers, they weren't pretty at all. 17 for 30, 190 yards, a touchdown, an interception, pass rating of 70.6. But, man, did this fan base turn on Matthew Stafford. I have never seen anything like it. The disrespect for a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Here's some here's some tweets I saved. I won't actually say the names of these tweets, right? But here's some yeah. tweets I saved. Matthew Stafford is exuding extreme I should have retired last winter energy. Here's another tweet. How did Matthew Stafford ever win a Super Bowl? Another tweet. Matthew Stafford is currently 2% for 19 yards. When is it time to have the discussion? So that's just a little sample right there, but that could tell you how the fan base and some people on Twitter were feeling about him. Now, I will say that Heading into that game, you saw some missed throws. You missed Hendo on the wheel route, right? Oof, you saw some enough. inaccurate throws. But after he got absolutely destroyed on that interception, on a little flea figure there, he finished the game strong. He finished the game going 7 for 11, 110 yards, had a couple scoring drives to get back into this game. He had that 32-yard dig route to Puka Nakua, which was fantastic. And look, at the end of the day, he is an absolute winner. He had another comeback win there in the fourth yep. quarter. So, yeah, good credit to Matty Stafford. Yeah, no, look, all kidding aside, I think that if you're taking some of these things out of here, that that's what you're looking at. Matthew Stafford again showed why the Rams are a dangerous team, even though that they're a little under-talented across the league. Uh, they can beat people. They, Seattle, I still think, is you know maybe average to slightly better than average, and the Rams have beaten them twice, and mostly because Matthew Stafford has made a bunch of plays. Back to that tweet that you had, D-Mac, about, well, how did they ever win a Super Bowl? Because of Matthew Stafford. That's why. That's how. Because he was that good in that playoff run, and they don't do it without him. He is a very, very special guy. He can do a lot of things at that position. I think that he is the quarterback of the present and the present might include another season or so, but he was really good. He, 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 we've seen it. He keeps you in games. He's going to keep them in the game next week against Arizona. We'll see what it looks like when miles Garrett is coming after him in a couple of weeks. When the Browns come to town, that may be a little bit of a different animal, but look, the, the positives in this game is Stafford was good when he had to be. And the defense you know, coming into this season, we thought this would be a team that would be led by its offense. That Cup and Stafford would have to find a way to get up into the high 20s and the 30s if they're going to win games because the defense is a bunch of no-name guys in Aaron Donald, right? That's what we thought it was going to be. Fact of the matter is, they scored 17 points and won a game. They're averaging under 20 points a game offensively, and the Rams still have a heartbeat in the playoff picture. Maybe not a strong one, but they do have one, and it's because the defense has been able to keep them in there. Matthew Stafford plus a defense that can can, can perform is a recipe to stay in this thing a little bit longer than I think a lot of people would think they would be, and maybe a little bit longer than they probably should. But heck, you're at this point right now anyway. Let's put let, let's hit the gas and go for it. Because you beat Arizona and all bets are off. What can happen after that? Yeah, and I do think, look, I feel like it's almost the 
and elephant in the room at this point when it comes to Matthew Stafford. We've talked about a lot of these rookies auditioning for spots in the future, right? But Matthew Stafford, I think there is some feelings out there. Is he the guy moving forward? I think he can't do it every single play, right? He can't do it right. behind a dysfunctional offensive line. And really, if you look at his numbers, they're very similar to last season. I mean, a 59.2% completion percentage. He's thrown for nine touchdowns, eight interceptions. Those eight interceptions are tied for fourth most in the NFL with Hurts and Mahomes. But if he can stay healthy and re-energize himself, I think he moves forward because there was some talk he's going to retire at halftime, right? I mean, people were really <laughs> down on Stafford. Now, another takeaway I have is, look, we talk about this team's inability to play four solid quarters, and they definitely came out flat in this one. But still, they did play complementary football towards the end right they there. Did. I mean, the defense held Seattle to that field goal. The Rams, their offense, they capitalized with that touchdown to close out the first half. You saw that four-yard TD to Pukunaku. We saw later in the game the defense, the offense. And throwing out my game ball here, it's going to be a defender. I didn't have this on my 2023 Rams bingo card. But I can't believe this. I'm giving Darian Kendrick the game ball. It. Darian yeah. Kendrick gets that game ball. I cannot believe it. He got the interception late in the game. He got some pass deflections. Did have some bad penalties during this game and struggled at times. But considering the year he's had, it's been a lot of downs, not too many ups. Got to give that game ball to Darian. I think we were surprised to see Darian Kendrick in the starting lineup at the beginning yeah, of the game, yeah. right? When, when, he, when he came out, it's like, oh, okay, I guess we're doing this again. And he was really good. And, and like you said, he had the big interception that set the Rams up to go down there and get the points that ultimately uh, won them the game. He tried to neutralize his own success with a really dumb penalty on the back end of it, costing the Rams 15 yards after he picked the ball off. But you're right. He was good. I there, there were some moments, and, and this is, I think, what the Rams are, are are trying to get done is find out what you have, find out who you can use going forward. And if you win some games in the process, great. And I think that's what it is. I, I, I don't think they played well other than on the defensive side in the second half. I think they still have all sorts of problems. I they still think that they need, uh, they, they need to shorten up that talent gap to a, a big degree. But they did win the game. They, You, you know, it's funny, D-Mac. You look at the the uh, the Green Bay game from a couple of weeks ago before the bye. They win that game, they're in the playoffs. They're they're in the playoff yeah. picture at least, right? Because they're sitting in nine right now behind Green Bay, who the Chargers got gave a gift to again yesterday. And then you got Seattle, who's at seven, but you hold the tiebreaker over Seattle, having beaten them twice. Seattle's got Dallas, Philly, and San Francisco twice in the next four weeks. They're going to lose all four of those games, or at least three of them. The, the, the Rams need, are, are almost looking at, you got to catch Green Bay at this point. Now, they lost the tiebreaker to Green Bay. We know that. The Rams still have games against Cleveland and against Baltimore and against San Francisco coming up later this season. But maybe eight or nine is still in the cards for them. Eight probably feels more realistic than nine, but a lot of stuff broke their way yesterday. It did. And look, if it wasn't for Aaron Donald, I'm looking for updates. It looks like Geno Smith has not pressed charges against Aaron Donald for that because that is illegal in 49 states. But if right. it weren't for that, like you mentioned, the Seahawks were the better team for long stretches of this game. Yeah. If Geno Smith does not go down, they no. probably don't win this game. That's just the reality. If Jason Myers, who just won the NFC Special Teams Player of the Week, a kicker who had just hit 15 straight kicks, one of the best kickers in the league, if he hits that 55-yard kick, which is a very makeable kick in a controlled environment for him, the Rams lose this game and their season's over. But look, this is the NFL. Any given Sunday, the Rams found a way to win, and yeah. now you go to Arizona with a chance to really improve your playoff chances, and they're still in the hunt. We'll get to what they have to do to make the playoffs coming up next here on Locked on Rams.
These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. So you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and find them for free. Think about any team, right? Whether it's a sport team, whether it's a football team, basketball team, baseball team, and you get that right guy, the guy that fills that hole and all of a sudden takes your team to a whole nother level. That's what LinkedIn jobs can help you do. You put your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame in your LinkedIn profile and you spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and potentially hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to and find them faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on nfl that's linkedin.com slash locked on nfl to post your job for free terms and conditions apply and welcome back to locked on rams they're making locked on rams your first listen every single weekday free and available wherever you get your podcast locked on rams part of locked on podcast network your team every day we always want to spend, send those special shout outs for everyday listeners we appreciate you watching every episode listening to every episode and you can join that everyday listeners club too membership is 100 free and you won't miss a thing about your los angeles rams another reminder to get closer to those 10,000 subs so shout out to our everyday listeners for helping us reach that milestone but uh travis here in our second segment we're going to get into some stuff we did not like there now sean mcveigh i thought some of the play calling early on wasn't great especially with cooper cup there in the game now they do say that nepotism is a problem in the nfl but sean mcveigh he ended up beating his son pretty bad again and he's now 10 and 5 versus Pete carroll so there's that but i think my big takeaway is this is an entirely different offense with cooper cup on the field versus when it's not you know what it reminds me a little bit of? It reminds me a little bit of the Lakers. And, and follow me on this. When the Lakers have LeBron James available to them on the court, the ball goes to LeBron James every time. That They all kind of stand around waiting for LeBron James to fix it, waiting for LeBron James to bail them out, waiting for LeBron James to take over. When On the nights when LeBron is, is nicked up or doesn't play or it's a back-to-back -back and he's not playing, the ball moves, a lot of different guys get involved, and it looks a little bit more dynamic. Now, are they better off without LeBron James? Of course not. Of course you want to have your best player available to you. That's Cooper Cup in this Rams offense, it feels like, over the last few weeks, which is when he's there, Matthew Stafford is trying to let Cooper Cup get the offense going, trying to get Cooper Cup involved, trying to find a way to have number 10 look like the guy that we've seen for the last several seasons is one of the best in the business. Because when he was out, what happened? They immediately started to move the ball towards the end of the first half when he had that ankle injury and Ben Skoranek comes in and Trammell comes in. All of a sudden, the ball's moving. All of a sudden, Puka gets a touchdown pass on the goal line before the end of the first half. The second half, it's a ton of Puka Nakua along the way. And it's not that you don't want to have Cooper Cup, but not having him forces the ball to go to other places. And the Rams offense looked far more lively without him than with him. They need to find a way to play with Cooper Cup, but look like they did without him. Spread the ball around. Go to Nakua more often than I think you do when then Cup is in the lineup because you just saw a, a, a liveliness, a little bit of crispness to that offense that really wasn't there when Cup was on the field. 
There's no doubt about it. I said a few weeks ago, at the present time, the Rams offense just runs better without Cooper Cup. Yeah. I'm not saying Cooper Cup is a bad player. I do think no. he is on the decline. I think there's no denying that. He is on the decline at this stage of his career. And I still think that he can be a big part of this offense. It's just hope they've learned their lesson at this point that it's better when they're more creative. It's better when Matthew Stafford is spraying the ball around to Puka Nakua and they're using the run game more. If you look at the drives yesterday, when Cooper Cup was out of the game, you saw an average of five rushes to four passes per drive. That's what the average, that's what you want to see. When Cooper Cup's in the game, the menu is limited, right? It's like the in and out menu. All you have is burgers and fries. When he's out of the game, it's like the Cheesecake Factory menu, right? You're seeing more play action. You're seeing them mix things up. You're seeing more creativity. It helped this Rams office. I'm not like acting like they went out to score 40 points or anything like that, but it definitely helps keep everyone engaged. It keeps Matthew Stafford from continuing to just lock on to Cooper Cup. And I think that's something they really, really need to focus on moving forward. Yeah, it, it, it does look different when he's not there. And I hope he comes back. I hope that the injury is not a, a, a huge deal. I hope that he's able to continue to be a high-level football player in this league. But they have to find a way to have him on the field and still have the ball go other places occasionally, which is something that that they've struggled to do. Because when he did come out, the Rams did look like, uh, again, I, and I'm glad you said it, Mac. It's not like all of a sudden they went and put up. They scored 17 points. Yeah. They, they, they did not light it up offensively. And quite frankly, they were lucky to escape. I thought the play call from Sean McVay, which I know we're going to talk about coming up here in a little bit, was a huge mistake. I thought they got lucky that Jason Myers missed that kick. I thought their coverage on that final drive, everybody in the building knew that DK Metcalf was going to be in the middle of the field right there. And they dodged a bullet. But, yes, Puka was really good after Cup left. Stafford is a tough guy. But they still have a lot of issues on that side of the ball. Yeah, just a quick injury update. I mean, I think the fact that he was still in uniform and he came back out there and he thought he possibly had a chance to go back in, that definitely is a good positive sign. Austin Trammell, he did step up. He made some productive plays for Matthew Stafford in the offense. And after the game, Sean McVay said, don't have an update. It's an ankle injury. As far as the severity, he was going to try to come back and play. He was moving around at the beginning of the second half. We were hoping he'd be able to go, but just didn't quite feel good enough. And I thought Austin Trammell did a great job, be able to step up in his absence and make some good key plays, a good key and critical plays and that kind of stuff. So do you think he's going to be great. back? I mean, moving forward, is this something to worry about? Yeah, I think there's something to worry about with him moving forward full stop. I mean, he's had three major injuries in his career. He missed the four games to start this season on IR. He's had a couple of knee problems along the way. He hasn't looked good. You know, since he came back, the first two games, he looked really good. Since then, he hasn't looked good at all. He dropped a touchdown pass yesterday. I mean, this this is, this is not a player who has looked like one of the best in the business that he did a couple of years ago. He 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 is one of those hey let's keep our eye on that. You know, I if he went out there uh, against Arizona and had 120 yards and a touchdown, I wouldn't be surprised, but if he went out there and had two catches for 13 yards, I wouldn't be surprised. I think we've entered that phase of uh of his career. I hopefully he's healthy, hopefully he's ready to go, but Rams are going to need to figure out life with Cooper Cup not being a top 5 guy moving forward. Yeah, and on top of that, it just Puka just seems to really flourish. He really he seems to thrive. He caught five of his seven targets for 70 yards and a touchdown. And this is coming off 75 yards on six catches in his last two games combined. So Puka is back. He made that big critical catch and he stepped up in a big way. And it just makes you wonder moving forward, big picture, is Marvin Harrison out of the picture because of that win? And they could really use a true number one receiver, right? It's not going to matter. 
they're, they're, he's going to be off the board by the time the Rams, because look, I do think the Rams will win next week. I think that the Arizona, much like Seattle is one of those matchups that works really favorably for the Rams. Now, Kyler Murray looked pretty good yesterday. I know they lost to Houston and, but they're a little more frisky than maybe you might've thought of at the beginning of the season. Um, I, Look, you got to go win now, right? You, you got to beat Arizona. You got to find a way to beat uh, the Commanders, to beat the Saints, to beat the Giants. Now, all of a sudden, you're looking at that eight. You know, now maybe you got to find a win somewhere in Cleveland and Baltimore and San Francisco, which feels like a lot to ask at this point, but not totally impossible. Because once you won yesterday, the the guys that you're talking about, like a Harrison. I don't think they're going to be there in the high top 10. I don't, I, I think that they're going to be, you know, off the board by there. And now you're going to, you know, a top five pick seems very unlikely at this point. So let's try to go get that playoff spot. Yeah. And to go back to your LeBron James topic there, LeBron James analogy there, you look at Cooper cup, you look at LeBron James, no one's going to tell you that the Lakers are better without no. LeBron James. No one's going to tell you that the Rams are better without Cooper cup, but you just hope that they learn the lessons of how to run their offense without Cooper cup. And then the best version of this team still includes a Cooper cup. That's playing his yeah. best ball. It's just, you have to mix things up, but look at LeBron when he has a bad game, it's the wash King. He's the wash King. And then all of a sudden he does what he did last night. And then oh, he's the best. He's the goat, right? Cooper cup could come back and have a 200 yard game. And so. everyone would say, okay, sorry. The reports of my demise were premature, right? I mean, that's possible as well. The greats have that greatness in them. They just can't do it every single play, every single game. So that's usually kind of my thing on that. But coming up next here, we're going to talk about the playoffs. Can the Rams make the playoffs? Will they sneak in? What has to happen? A lot changed with yesterday's win, Travis. We're going to get into it. That's coming up next. Got Locked on Rams. All right, so we all know what's coming up this week, right? You got Thanksgiving, so there's going to be all sorts of food and fun. There's a ton of football going on right now, but maybe you're thinking you don't want those turkey leftovers. Maybe you're thinking, I don't want to dip back into the old mashed potatoes. I'm feeling a little pizza. I'm feeling a little wings. I'm feeling maybe some burgers. DoorDash, right? Put the DoorDash app on your phone and get it delivered without ever having to miss a single play of the game. This is what makes DoorDash so good. You don't have to get up. You don't have to do anything before the game, during the game, after the game. Get the DoorDash app and go to town. Maybe you forgot something, right? You ran to the store and you're like, oh my gosh, I forgot the salsa. I forgot the buns, the dips, the nachos, whatever it may be. DoorDash, they got you covered. All your favorite restaurants and stores from retail to grocery, they're all on the app so you can shop everything you need to get ready for game day or during game day. And you can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKED23. That's L-O-C-K-E-D, the number 23, LOCKED23. One more time, that's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCK23, subject to change in terms apply. Yeah, I was going to say, Travis, I'm definitely the type that would DoorDash something on Thanksgiving. That just feels like Why not? a big meat. Why not? I mean, come on now. It's <laughs> the turkey. Uh, it's all right, especially my mom's and grandma's. It's never been the best, but no offense. Hopefully they're not watching the show. But welcome back to Lockdown Rams. Thank you for making Lockdown Rams your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Now, Travis, now the Rams are officially in the hunt. They're a team that can absolutely make you run of the playoffs. We look at the NFC. I think 9-8 and eight gets them in the playoffs. Can they? I think it's still improbable, but there is definitely 
a much more increased chance after that win. With their win Sunday, the Rams are now just a game, just a half, uh, just a half game out of the postseason berth, the NFC. And not only did they beat the Seahawks, but the Vikings, they lost to the Broncos. That brought the Rams closer to that seven seed. If the Seahawks had beaten the Rams and the Vikings won, the Rams would be two and a half games out of the number seven spot. Yeah. Then it'd be over. Then the nail would be in the coffin. But if you look at the teams in the hunt. You got the Packers, the Rams, the Falcons, the Buccaneers, the Commanders. Buccaneers and Commanders, they both lost. Those two losses helped the Rams. Tampa and Washington, they drop in the standing. So the Falcons were off for a bye week. But like you said, if they go into Arizona, win that game, the chances only get higher. You need the Josh Dobbs thing in Minnesota to stop happening, right? And he's a pretty tough guy. I know they lost yeah. last night, like you mentioned, but he's he's an interesting guy. They got a lot of talent on that team, and I think that uh, they got a very good coach in Minnesota. Green Bay will take care of itself. I, I, I think Green Bay is lousy, like legitimately lousy. The Chargers just charged it up yesterday and gave them another win. I think that Green Bay will come back to you. The question is whether or not Minnesota and Seattle will also kind of stub their toes a little bit. That's the first part of the equation. The second part of the equation is the Rams have to find wins. Arizona is the one. That you, okay, Arizona, sure. New York, Okay, well, that brings you to six wins. You got to find three more. New Orleans, maybe. The Commanders, probably. That gets you to seven. You got to find, you're going to have to beat San Francisco, Baltimore, or Cleveland. You got to find a win in those three games. And Baltimore might be the best team in the league. If it's not Baltimore, it might be San Francisco. They look great again yesterday. We know what that matchup looks like for the Rams. And maybe they've got something locked down by the time you get to week 18 and you got an opportunity to backdoor it right there. Uh, and so in Cleveland, I don't know, Miles Garrett going after Matthew Stafford scares the you-know-what out of me. I don't like that at all. So you're going to have to find a way to win one of those three games and, by the way, win every single one of those other games that we're talking about, which feels unlikely. It still feels like a really long shot, but, hey, you, you beat Seattle, now you have no other choice. This is the only path forward. Yeah, and at a game and a half out, you're close enough to where you yep. say, okay, we got a pretty favorable schedule. Look, the reality is there's a stretch of games here that are very winnable. I mean, they do have three games. I, I, I think, I think, and I'm just kind of thinking this out loud, DMAC, is can they find a win in San Francisco, Baltimore, and Cleveland? Maybe. But the harder part is you have to run the table against Arizona, New Orleans, New York, and, and Washington. Can the Rams not stub their toe in those four? Rams haven't won two games in a row all year long, and now you're asking them to win six of their final eight. They should have lost yesterday. They really should have lost. And I don't mean like try to lose, but if Drew Locke is even a, a D minus instead of a full F, the Rams lose that game yesterday. So I, I just, I don't want to get too optimistic about what we saw yesterday because of the result, because the fact of the matter is that's only one small step in that direction to beat Washington, New Orleans, Arizona, and New York. Those four games without stubbing your toe once, it feels like a lot. It does feel like a lot. There's no doubt about it. I mean, next week you get Kyron Williams back. I think Daryl Henderson is someone help. that doesn't belong on an NFL roster, if I'm being completely honest, the way he goes down on contact. I think Royce Freeman, he performed well. We'll talk about those yeah. guys tomorrow. But, yeah, if you look at those three teams that are the best teams on their schedule remaining, it's the Browns, Ravens, and 49ers. Both those teams are either 7-3 and or 8-3, and with the Ravens being the best of that bunch. Browns, you have a backup quarterback, and, yes, he is currently the best 
UCLA quarterback in the league right now, which isn't saying that much, but still you got DTR, but that's a great defense. You worry about Miles Garrett going against Matthew Stafford. The Ravens are a team on the road. That's a very long shot right there. But the 49ers at the end of the season, if they have this division wrapped up, Makes you wonder, do you get their starters? Do you see Brock Purdy? Is that a gimme win? I think that's possible. The Saints, they lead the NFC South. The Cardinals have Kyler Murray back. We talked about that. So those aren't guaranteed wins, but you have to capitalize on the matchups with the Commanders and Giants down the stretch. Teams like that, you have to win those. Steal one of these wins you're not supposed to win, and then maybe you sneak in. I mean, this Rams team, I think one of the themes all year is, save for the terrible game against the Packers, we had Brett Rippon, someone who's definitely not an NFL quarterback, and then you had the Cowboys game. There's some games mixed in there, but for the most part, they have remained competitive. It's just being able to limit mistakes, keep it going for an entire fourth quarter stretch, and you can steal a victory. I think the Browns one makes the most sense at home, though. Uh, I, 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 sure. I, the, the, my, my, Miles Garrett going after the, against that offensive line. I hate it. The Browns coverage is about as good as you're going to find in the, in the NFL. Matthew Stafford, like you said, is already near the top of the league in interceptions. And that's without, uh, you know, Miles Garrett coming to tear his head off. I, I, I think the one that you got to find oddly enough, is San Francisco because of the fact that they may have just said, okay, we're locked in to wherever we're locked in. We're locked into the two, the three, or whatever. It doesn't really matter at this point. They'll give themselves kind of that quasi-buy in Week 18 going into the first round of the playoffs because I don't think they'll get to the top. I think Philly's got a really good handle on that one at this point. But so it feels like San Francisco um, – Miles Garrett's going to do some damage. I'm just, we got a couple of weeks before we get there, but I do not, that place is going to be covered in orange. It is going to be a a nightmare for the Rams in two weeks. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a tall task. I think this defense, though, they have shown the ability to slow teams down. They had Kella Witherspoon is regressing in the wrong direction. Ernest Jones being back, making tons of tackles, having a big impact. But yeah, look, the reality is right now, is it, a lock they're going to make it no it's far from that but i mean just yesterday changed so much for the trajectory of this season that you go into arizona and win a game we're still in the playoff conversation in the nfl that's yeah. really i guess all you can hope for and give credit to this rams team i mean not laying down i thought for sure we're talking pulling matthew stafford do you shut him down cooper cup do you shut him down it's all yep. about the rookies in the draft and we're here sitting monday talking about a victory and the possibility of making the playoffs. So it's good. Is it better for the long-term success of this, of this team? That's debatable. That's for sure. But it does feel good to watch your team win. I will say that. It, it does. And look, if you would have said at the beginning of the season that you'll be going into Thanksgiving week and the Rams have a pulse in a, in, in a playoff race, I think Rams fans would have been excited about that. So that is a fair way to look at it. And, and it's not, it's cool. I, don't get me wrong. It's cool that they're in it, but I just, what you're asking them to do over the next seven weeks is something they haven't done in two years. And that's yeah. be able to put together consistent winning football. They really have, they still have the same talent that they had yesterday before that game started. Drew Locke won that game for the Rams yesterday. This was not the Rams. The Rams scored 17 points. Okay, this is this was not a hey, we figured it out. This was a hey, Drew Luck really sucks. That was the that's what happened yesterday. So I don't want to get too far ahead of it. I'm glad they're in it. I hope they win against Arizona because now at that point, anything can happen. But I just wonder if when we're talking about this at the end of the season, if this isn't the one that prevents you from really kind of getting to where you need to go long term. 
Yeah, Rams legend, Drew Locke, give him the game ball. But hey, also, too, <laughs> everybody listeners will know, as you point out, I think a few weeks ago, this team hasn't won a game in November since 2020. Finally, you win a game in November. Printed t-shirts. When's the parade? I mean, a big moment yesterday, winning a game Three in November. But years. the season is still alive for the Rams. And coming up tomorrow, we've got horns up, horns down. Where's the losers? More big takeaways. Lots to unpack in this one. But that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Rams. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And as always, you can follow the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers, at Travis Rogers. And until next time, whose house? It's Locked on Rams house.